Hey guys, welcome back to another Micromaterialism episode. I'm your host, Ramzisa, and today we're going to talk a bit about the material science behind a skateboard. Uh, a little bit of the motivation behind this episode comes from the fact that growing up, I was a sponsored skateboarder, but never really thought about the material science that goes into a skateboard. So I kind of wanted to revisit this topic, but with the knowledge of material science, uh, I bring on a professional skateboarder, Norman Woods, who um, has extensive experience with different type of uh, uh, materials that go onto a skateboard. And we talk a little bit about the different alloys that go into the trucks, different decks, uh, different materials that the ball bearings are made out of. And uh, we talk a little bit about how that impacts his performance as a professional skateboarder. Um, so Norman Woods, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, what's going on, Ramsey? Thanks for having me. So I'm a professional skateboarder, been skateboarding for 22 years. I also teach private lessons. I've been doing that for about 10 years. And recently I started my own brand, Collage Skateboards. Uh, you can see the boards to my left and right. We're offering those right now at collageskateboards.com. Awesome. And I also have a YouTube channel where I kind of use the kinetic chain to explain uh, skateboard tricks to people. Super cool. Well, thanks for coming on, Norman. We appreciate it. All of right, course, so let's. Thanks for having me. Yep. Let's uh, let's talk the deck. So your classic skateboard deck is comprised of seven layers of maple wood, um, and in in between each layer you have adhesive that's uh, made to withstand shock. So I've usually stuck to those um, seven ply maple wood decks. I know they have decks that have like fiber laminate on the top to add strength. What is, what has been your experience with the fiber laminate deck versus the classic deck? Right. So I've skated mostly traditional wooden boards. And then there were those other types of decks offered. And I did try metal board first and that was no good. It was too rigid. And then there's a company called Live Technologies that I think they're still around. They were a snowboard manufacturer first and foremost. And, you know, snowboards are made of that fiber laminate to begin with. So they kind of ventured into skateboarding. And this was around the early 2000s. They had a board that was made of wood. I think it was either the traditional seven ply or maybe they dropped it to six ply so that it wouldn't add too much more weight once they laminated the board. And I found that it offered a much better structural integrity. Because most of the time when you're talking about skateboards, since it's made out of wood and that adhesive, over time that adhesive is going to lose its rigidity from just from the, the shock on top of it. And it's going to loosen from the plies of wood, the individual plies of wood. And then just from gravity and from your weight on top of it, the board is going to start to lose its shape. So the fiber laminate around the board made it hold its consistency basically the entire life of the board. I didn't feel, I didn't feel like it was losing the snap. Like well, a lot of times we talk about pop in a skateboard and a lot of that has to do with when you get a fresh wooden board, it has a specific shape. It has specific geometry, whatever yeah. the board you're riding, it'll have a certain concave. The nose and tail will be at a certain angle as will the concave at the center of the board and the concave of the nose and tail those are obviously important for popping the board and the concave at the center of the board going the other direction. 
That's important for how you flip the board. I noticed that the fiber laminate board never lost that. And I guess more importantly at the time, I, it, it didn't break. Yeah, that's actually what I was really curious about because that fiber laminate that they do add to that top layer, um, once you're applying a force near the tail and a force near the middle of the deck, you have now the skateboard experiencing tension right in the right on that top layer. So this fiber laminate is actually added to strengthen that that top layer. So you yeah, it's very very hard to very hard to break. So that's that's right. actually cool to hear that that you you experience that physically too. Let me actually ask you about the the, the truck. So I was a little curious to uh, the difference between the uh, the titanium trucks versus the uh, high strength aluminum alloy trucks. So your typical classic truck is made from 356 T6 uh, strength high aluminum alloy. It has mm-hmm. excellent uh, mechanical properties, especially when it's solution um, solution and uh, age treated. Um, they actually use these alloys in uh, aircrafts. Yeah. Aircraft air, parts, air, air grade aluminum. Yeah, aircraft grade aluminum. Oh yeah, that, in in yeah. in parts like the impellers and the high velocity blowers. Um, what was the main difference when you uh, went to to ride a titanium uh, truck versus a uh, aluminum truck? Right. So okay. So I've actually experienced three different materials because I've because I've actually skated magnesium too. Oh, magnesium, wow. magnesium, magnesium base plate trucks as well. Right. And. Uh, like as far as the titanium trucks because for a while i was sponsored by a company that made titanium trucks like that was kind of their thing they had a regular aluminum alloy truck and then they had different levels of aluminum so the first one that i would have skated was the kingpin which the kingpin is like what holds the truck together it's the bolt that goes from the bottom of it up through the bushings which allow the board to kind of turn and into the hanger which is the top part of the truck and so they replaced that type, that aluminum kingpin with a titanium one. And then with that, you don't notice too much of a difference. It's going to be a little bit lighter, but it's not a notice. It's negligible. You know, it's a negligible effect. Yeah. Uh, and, but that just keeps, makes, ensures that the kingpin doesn't break. Because like when I was younger, more than now, because I don't hold on to gear very long, but breaking the kingpins is a real problem because a lot of times you're coming down off a set of 11, 12 stairs landing on these trucks and the material might be strong but not quite strong enough for whichever angle you land at and so the titanium kingpin i've never broke one of those i don't know anyone who's ever broken one i've never heard of wow. outside of a truck running over the board i've never heard of one of those kingpins breaking um let's talk a little bit about the bearings so i used to skate the regular steel bearings i actually still skate the steel bearings that's what um, i skate too which Man, they go bad all the time. And um, I know that the ceramic bearings were always a bit more expensive. I always wanted to try them. I just never. They're a lot more expensive. Yeah, I never went out and, and just went, yeah, went ahead and don't, bought them. But they have some don't. really cool material properties, right? So the ceramic's made from like silicon nitride, which is a lot less dense than steel. Uh, the yeah. ceramic balls don't deform uh, uh, under load as much. They're lighter, stiffer. Um, they have good thermal conductivity, which is something you want when you're traveling at like high speeds, right? You want, yeah, yeah you want, you want that, uh, that, uh, that heat to dissipate, um, yeah. instead of hold on to your material and, and these, and, and, and the ceramic materials a lot better at that than, than steel. Right. And right. It also, so, yeah. 
So yeah. as far as as far as my experience with the ceramic fairing, um, I had a sponsor for a period, and they made ceramic bearings, and they also made steel bearings. And I would skate the ceramic bearings from time to time because in the beginning they were like greased lightning, and it was amazing. But with the type of skateboarding that I do, and the type of skateboarding that I know that you did, they're not really suited for it because they did they don't deform and they are lighter however they're not they can't withstand the amount of force that someone like me is putting on them with the type of skateboarding that i do so i know that for transition skating pool skating where it tends to be a little less impact you're not jumping off of sets of stairs or jumping onto something high and then jumping off of it constantly they last a lot longer and they perform a lot better but in my experience, they're just not the tolerance of those bearings for the type of high impact skating that I'm going to do where I'm popping the board really high and then landing back on them. They're not going to sustain. So I tend to use Bones Swiss made bearings. That's the, about the best performance out of a bearing that I've ever got. I don't, they don't ever break. Uh, over time, the raceways of the bearing, yeah, they'll deform. And that's when I'll get a new set. But being that I usually have two setups that I switch between, that I usually get out of one set of bone Swiss bearings, I could get a couple of months, maybe and three it, months. Are those steel? Steel? Those are steel. Okay. Yeah, they're steel. Yeah, Not I the ceramic. Yeah, the ceramics, I, I would yeah. change them every month or every three weeks when I was wow. using them. Yeah, so. It, but, so if weird. You, but if you are a trans, it's a gimmick. They sell them. They're $100 for a set of bearings. <laughs> yeah. The deck doesn't even cost that much. But if you are a transition skater, if you are doing lower impact skating, or even if you're like a downhill skater, something like that, obviously it's going to be better because like we said about that heat dissipation, uh, that, that's just a benefit. That, that, but someone who skates like I skate, high impact, raw street skateboarding, I'm not going to reap the benefits of that product because I'm just yeah. punishing the bearing so much. Yeah, yeah, you're not just you're not going at fast speeds too. I mean, yeah, where you really need that material property, maybe. I see. Let's talk a little bit about the wheels. So uh, I actually learned something pretty interesting that since the 1970, they introduced the polyurethane uh, wheels. So before yes. that, it was it was metal wheels, which I thought like just sounds like or a complete metal, disaster. Metal or clay. Yes. Metal or clay. Yeah. Metal or clay. So, <laughs> you, you know, what, what has, because, you know, you could, uh, there's different types, right? There's the softer wheel that's good for cruising. There's the harder wheel that's good for like more street skating, like what me and you used to do. So have you tried a softer wheel for uh, your style of skating? I know there are a lot have, grippier. I have, so at any given time, I'll have three setups, right? And I'll have two street setups that are just like, uh, one will have larger wheels, the other will have smaller wheels. So like one, like they're either the same size, like I, my board is 8.5 inches wide, about 32 and a half inches long. Try to have a longer 14 and a quarter to 14 and a half wheelbase. I like the noses and the tails relatively square and a medium concave as well as a medium pitch on the nose and tail. And I like the wheels to be drilled, the holes to be drilled so that the nose and tail are pretty big because I wear a size 11 and a half, size 12 shoe. So I, I have to have a larger air, surface area for my feet to land on and for my feet to pop from. Um, so wow. both of my street boards will be set up like that. 
Maybe the setup that has the smaller, like 50 millimeter wheels will be an 8.38 or an eight and a quarter. It just depends on what I'm skating at the time. Yeah. And, and then I'll always have a cruiser setup. And in this setup, we'll have usually a bar, larger 8.75, maybe even a nine inch deck. And it'll be like right now I have a coffin shaped board on that one. And it has the normal big, big, big trucks. So one, 59 and then it has 54 millimeter or 55 millimeter soft wheels cruiser wheels it's like a filmer setup however i do use it to skate street because most of the time what you're skating harder wheels so i prefer 101a on the durometer for my street wheels because the hardness means that yes they're gonna slide and so at a skate park it might not be the best thing but most of the time i set my boards up with the streets in mind and for the street that hardness is going to be good because the terrain you're going to skate is going to be either tar or it's going to be concrete that's been used it's a lot more rugged yeah it's a lot more rugged you need a wheel that kind of goes over these cracks and that could like maintain all the way through that through that rugged terrain so yeah the, the problem i guess with your polyurethane that's um that's less hard is you you have a lot of stickiness to the to the concrete yeah you you can't can't slide at all which is yeah and also and also when you do go over those cracks you you're you're gonna lose more speed whereas if you roll the dice and you just go over the spot with the harder wheels you might get caught because being that they're so hard and that the ground is porous a pebble is going to get caught and it's going to stick into the pores of the ground and send you flying. I had a lot of those. (laughs) So have I. But when that doesn't happen, you maintain your speed better, where if you have the softer wheel, you're going to go over the same pebble every time, but with what speed? But but, but the interesting thing is, for instance, recently there was a spot, it's at an abandoned apartment building that was burnt up. And it's like a crazy huge ollie with like a gap over a rail and then a big drop. But the ground was way too mangled for me to ever skate 101A skate wheels. And so I had that cruiser in the back and it took some adjusting because those wheels have a certain bounce, which makes it almost harder to pop as high. And they're also, the weight is different because of the different type of urethane that they use, like the different mixture So it took some getting used to, but once I got used to it, I was able to roll away from the trick very easily because there's no, the ground was tar and it was aging tar and it had just been exposed to an apartment fire. So the ground was just cracking and and it's just like gravel basically. So had I not had those soft wheels, there's no way I would have been able to roll through that. So they, they all have their own application. They have their own uh, perks too for different different skate spots, I guess, right? Yes, they do. But I recommend the harder wheels for everyone. A lot of times when I teach new students, they'll come to me and they'd already bought a board. I like I kind of prefer for my students not to have skateboards and for me to let them ride one of mine because people who work at skate shops, and I don't mean this, I'm not trying to be mean. They <laughs> they're not usually the level of skater that has any business recommending things to beginners so like there used to be common there used to be like this folk knowledge in the 90s in the early 2000s that a small kid give them a small board and so that logically 
logically they went all the way down to where the average board today is 8.25 inches. So for kids, they're giving them boards that are like six and a quarter with a oh ridiculous length. And in theory, when you think that a smaller board makes things easy, which that's not true now, you and your brother were little kids and we got you guys to skateboards our size. And size eight, became, yeah. And, and your brother became like one of the best skaters ever on that board, even at his, at his small size. And that's because yeah. the larger board gives you more room to make things happen, but also it gives you a wider stance and a lower center of gravity. And that's all important. Well, Norman, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and giving us your, your awesome knowledge about skateboarding. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Till next time. Thank you so much, Norman. All right. One last thing before we go, I just want to thank our sponsors uh, for keeping us alive and kicking. I uh, want to thank MatMatch, which is an awesome website where you can find all your material needs. Definitely give them a visit. They have over a million users. Uh, also want to thank Materials Today, which is an excellent uh, journal published by Elsevier. Uh, check out their content and you can even look up some of their conferences. Um, want to give a thank you to Colobyte and Alphabot for uh, letting us use their music as well. Thank you guys very much. See you next time.